Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. My name's Natasha Legero. And I'm Moshe Kasher. And we're here, live and direct, about to do some motherfucking calls. How are you, Tosh? I'm good. You okay? Well, I just haven't really transitioned from putting my child to bed. Right, right. Just to take you uh, behind the curtain a bit, we just record this podcast in our house sometimes. (laughs) And the baby's asleep right now. Maybe upstairs sleep, but you had, you had a rough time, eh? Well, for two hours, I would ju- I would just like every single thing I would say. She'd be like, "I want a cracker." I was like, "You can't have a cracker," and she'd be like, ah! <laughs> And then I was like, "Okay, let's go in the other room. Uh, do you want to do you want to take a bath? I don't want to take a bath. Well, you have to take a bath. <laughs> like every single, and then she just started screaming, "I want to watch a movie." That's kind of how I am when I ask for sex, <laughs> right? I'm like, "I want to have sex," and you're like, "Not right now." And I'm like, ah! It is funny for everything to be like the biggest thing in the world. Like the way she's crying for things, for a cracker, I, I've i never cried like that in my life. I yeah, think. no, I know. They always say like babies are so filled with joy and it's such an illusion because it's like they're also filled with incredible despair over absolutely nothing. I mean, think about how bad your life would be if not getting a cracker would make you sob, like uncontrollably sob and scream to the heavens. That's not that's not a good life. It's frustrating to be a baby. Yeah, you can't do anything without someone giving it to you. Like she just kept screaming, I want to watch a video. Yeah. And I didn't want to give her my phone because I don't want her watching videos. Right, because I play her. Well, when you're not around, I play her world star video, the fight comps. How does she know about videos? Because I play her world star fight videos. (laughs) She's she like, loves, I want to do the thing that daddy's always doing. She, she, she loves it, though. She loves the fight comp. She loves when fools get knocked out. And then somebody else in the entourage would be like, you got knocked the fuck out. Like quoting Friday because she loves Friday because I play her Friday. And she loves Ice Cube who was starred in Friday because I played her America's Most Wanted and Predator and stuff like that. And she loves The Predator, the movie The Predator, because I played her that. Uh, you know, the famous horror film The Predator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. She also loves The Running Man, which is a more obscure one. She tried to watch Kindergarten Cop, but I was like, that's for kids. Let's watch some real shit. So we watched all the Terminator films. <laughs> then we watched Star Wars prequels. Then I watched the reanimated Okay, I already her. know she's only seen Coco. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, you know what I realized today? I don't know if anybody out there cares about this. But for like, she's now almost two. Baby almost two. Uh, she's almost ready to start cripping. And <laughs> until this point, She's been like a flesh blob that's an accessory to our lifestyles. You know, it's like for the first like couple years, she just a baby just kind of does whatever you do. And you're kind of like, they're kind of like, I mean, you love them and you think about them all the time. But they're also in terms of like your day to day activities. It's kind of like afterthought city, you know, because it's like, oh, yeah, I'll take you to the park. But really, mommy's got to go to fucking work and daddy's got to snort coke. I'm a coke addict. That's I never mentioned that on the podcast before. But anyway, now she's at this point where today it was a little cold out. We were both feeling a little lazy. We were up late last night and we just kept her in the house all day. And she went fucking crazy. She was bored. She was crying. She wanted more. And I'm like, oh, we can't really get away with just doing what we want anymore. Got to get this brought in some 
outward bound or something. We took her to soccer practice yesterday. Yesterday. She had a visitor today. She went and visited someone today. I mean, she had a visitor she today. She gets around. Somebody from the Andrew Yang campaign stopped by <laughs> to tell us about universal basic income. Yang gang. Are you ready to talk about who you're voting for? Do you know who it is? Don't know yet. Oh, me? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. Oh, you are? Well, I'm a... I'm not a misogynist, so I'm not voting for him. I'm voting. Well, you, I'm having a hard time deciding right now between Donald Trump, <laughs> Tom Steyer, or Michael, Michael Bloomberg. It's billionaire city for me, baby, because I got that billionaire mindset. I'm trying to only vote for the billions. And Bernie, I like everything that he stands for, except when he talks about billionaires. It's like, what if we become billionaires? Then what? Then what? You know what I mean? If you're a billionaire, you might as well just advertise to the world that you underpay your employees. You think that's always true? I, I unless you're a unless you're an artist. I'd like to know what the point of being a multi-billionaire is. Like I understand that with every like you're level- obviously ta- you're in charge and you're taking too much of it for yourself. Right. <laughs> you're well, just sort of like maybe they have like the most balls. Well, I understand the I understand two things about. Like, I understand the billionaires like Warren Buffett Jr. and Is he junior? I don't know if he's a junior. He's a junior. And and Bill Gates Sr. Uh, I understand that, that like God complex. Like, I've got so much money that I can save the world. Even though, you know, sometimes uh, their ideas of world saving are misguided. I get the mental, the mental process that's like, I'm going to use all this money and I'm going to change everything, right? I understand the tech billionaire idea that's like, uh, with all this money, I can create new technology that's really going to actually change everything. What's Silicon Valley's catchphrase? Tear them down and never look back. Or what? they have like some kind of like catchphrase. Oh, it's I think like, it's get her done. No, isn't it? it's like it's like disrupt things. Oh, and... yeah. Right. Right. I, I, I know the one you're talking oh, about. I thought you would know it. I should know. It. I know the Google thing is do no harm. And I no, know, it's worse. And I know the you porn thing is uh, choke that chicken. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like, uh, yeah, some some version of like uh, do it now and ask permission later kind of a thing. But more aggressive. I get I get all that. You know what I don't get? I don't get the like Bezos style billionaire. That it's like be a billionaire and just take the money and, and kind of like take as much as you can and kind of like... Like, what's Bezos doing with all that money? Is he like, oh, dare I say I'm going to sell another widget? Like, what? What? It- no, it's a sickness for power. Anyway, we're pitching a show to Amazon soon, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, do you want to get to the, our fight of the week? Oh, did we fight this week? Yeah. Wait, I was going to say one more thing about billionaires and... and uh, and and amazon and stuff like that the truth is like you know people talk shit because oh the ricky gervais thing people were like uh were upset about that i don't know if they were upset about that i thought it was a great joke you know the joke about uh, uh that if isis had a uh, streaming platform you'd be calling your agent tomorrow i it's a great joke i love a well-crafted joke i thought it was very funny and i love skewering the phoniness that is hollywood absolutely because everybody here thinks uh people in hollywood think that hollywood is a is a uh confederacy of heroes that also do creative work on the side i mean they basically think the fact that they are politically progressive is like somehow that's that's a game changer uh, if i tweet a th- i'm gonna tweet a thing and and i've changed the world i get how hypocritical that is but on the other hand we have to admit to ourselves 
that we're all stuck in this fucking corrupt like rotten castle that is capitalism and as they say there are no ethical choices in capitalism like no one that's why i hate when people say obama bought a house on the beach so how real could global warming be or bernie sanders has a vacation house so how against billionaires could he really be it's all bullshit everybody's stuck in a fucked up system and we're all just trying to do the best that we can we're all trying to make the best most ethical most ethical choices we possibly can which is why i'm not eating orange roughy anymore Thanks, Mosh. Okay. Yeah, what was our fight this week? Um, You kept burping. No. Now listen. I'm chewing this nicotine gum, and it's got a real burperific effect on you. It's like a, there's a lot of acid happening. And she was like, could you stop burping, please? And I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't really realize I was Well, you were like that. burping at the dinner table. Yeah, but would you rather me burp or would you rather me gasp and for air? I'm trying to chew my way to freedom. I hear you. I didn't realize it was because of the nicotine. Yeah. I just then, thought you were like burping at dinner a bunch. And she screamed at me. <laughs> I didn't scream. Well, if you got close, she was like, I just feel disrespected. I did not say that. Yeah, you absolutely said that. That I felt disrespected? Yeah, that I burped. You were like, I feel disrespected by your burp. And it's like. No, no. Because I asked that. you three times. Right. And, and then, then you were you like, say? and then you were like, okay, I'm sorry. I was okay, I'm sorry. And then, and then like two minutes later, you did it again. Well, that was my bad. That's what I'm talking about. Because I was like. But you said you felt disrespected by it. I don't remember what I said. Then you bummed a piece of nicotine gum off of me. <laughs> I don't know if I said this on the last episode. You're the only person I've ever known who chews nicotine in order to. <laughs> illicit an addiction to nicotine not addicted to nicotine chewing it so that she can develop one and then she she goes you know what this is kind of burperific i don't talk about how you constantly fart in the house i did not say burperific i don't talk about how you constantly queef and fart in the house and you do you know how many times i've been woken up in a cold sweat from a loud queef from natasha lying next to me and the dogs are startled i'm serious the dog puked the other night from a really strong queef. Our dogs are sick. You got to put your queef. You got to. You know what? You're, I'm going to start putting a cork in you before we go to bed. <laughs> okay, let's take some calls. <laughs> it's a cork. <laughs> An anti-queef cork. Oh, man. Anyway, Bernie 2020. Let's call Quana in Texas. Hello. Quana. Hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> she sounds like she like wants to get a drink with us. She sounds like a person in Texas. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> what kind of name is Quana? Oh my gosh, I love you guys. I love the podcast. I literally listen to it every Monday. That's the first podcast I listen to. Oh, I love so. that. I love that. What does Quana mean? Well, it's short for Shaquana, which is kind of ghetto. So, you know, <laughs> I just dropped the SHA. We're just going to go with Quana. Well, it was very intriguing when we heard it. We were very excited to talk to you. <laughs> I like it. So, what's up? Yeah, let's get to the crazy Thank shit. You. you sound like you've had some crazy shit go down. What's happening? <laughs> so, okay, so my issue is. Um, well, it's really not an issue, but um, so I've always been attracted to, you know, white guys, but I don't know, like, how to approach them or, like, what my pickup line should be, you know? <laughs> that's, that's my that's my issue. 
Well, I would say wait till the third date to tell them that it's short for Shaquana. That would be my first bit of advice. You got to ease them into that because it might be intimidating. I was just about to say that. <laughs> and then I'm already wearing braids and stuff. They probably get a little thrown off with that. Like, well, okay. let me ask you, what what kind of white boy are you into, Kwana? Are you into like dorky white boys or do you like kind of like hood white boys? No, not the hood white boys. Um, not the ones that's in like uh, motorcycle gangs and stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'd rather have like, you know, the, the suit and tie white boys. Oh. You know, the movie star white boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You so, got to dream movie big. Star white okay, boys. Okay, so you don't like, you don't like dorks. You don't, and you don't like, like gangsters. No. You, you like like. Just no, not cu- the gangsters, because if I wanted a gangster, you know, I'll just stay in my... Okay, you know, you get what I'm Okay, at. I got you, I got you. Okay, so how do you talk to... Wait, now... Wait, it, but why do you feel like you feel like you don't want guys to come up to you? Well, see, I think maybe I'm... Um, I don't know if I'm intimidating them to even approach me. Like, I try to give try to give them the eye, you know? Sure. And they don't catch on to the head. Well, so I feel like I need to make my move. And I did one time, but... Um, that didn't go so well. What, what happened? If, what if you? Oh yeah. So I went. Oh, so I approached the guy and I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, I was like, you know, in a sense, trying to shoot my shot, or whatever. And um, he was like, "Wait, my my girlfriend's here, but you know, if you meet me around the corner, like we can still talk." Wait, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I had to exit quickly. <laughs> I don't want any problems." <laughs> well, that's what happens though when you like. If you get aggressive with people too, because you might not know they right. might be on dates, you know, like yes. you could yes. kind of like try to up your flirt flirtation skills a mm-hmm. little more, you know, with guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've, I've always had a hard time m- making the move on a guy. Well, I can say right. this. It's I can hard. say this. It is difficult. N- Natasha's right. But I can say this having grown up in a majority black city that I think mm-hmm. the general assumption, I think you're right, Quana, that the general assumption of a corn-fed white boy walking down the streets of Dallas or Houston or wherever it is that you live assumes mm-hmm. assumes that you wouldn't be attracted to them. I think they assume that like, oh, what is she she doesn't want some dorky white boy with my muscles right. rippling through my uh, Tom Ford suit and my five o'clock shadow and my movie star good looks. What does Quana want to do with me? You know, so I think I you're... think I just need to put it on a shirt or something. <laughs> like, like, I'm interested. Yeah, put, I am interested. Put it on a shirt and go to a Trump rally. You'd <laughs> they love you. <laughs> Moshe, what kind of pickup lines worked for you when you were out there? Well, I'll tell you. It's funny that you're saying this, Quana, because I used to have a joke about the opposite. And by the way, just know I'm a married man, so I'm not flirting with you. But yeah. I, I used to have a joke about the exact uh, the opposite on my first album. I had a joke um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, about growing up in Oakland. I was and I was saying, yeah, I wanna I wanna date a black girl. But I don't want like mm-hmm. a I don't want like a dorky black girl that like is like you know listening to punk rock and like shopping at Hot Topic. I was uh, I'm trying to remember this joke. I was like I want the real thing. I want a woman that's wearing the real thing. yeah. I want a woman that's wearing a dashiki. I want a woman who's ashamed to be fucking me. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So how do you approach a white guy? This is yeah. interesting. I like I like this question. I mean, I think the answer probably is that you you would do you. The same way you would approach anybody. I mean, I don't think no. there's a secret. There's a secret code for white guys. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I don't. Know. <laughs> like I said, like usually, you know, um, with dating within my race, like I can just, you know, uh, like 
give them the eye, like they can pick up on signals and come over and talk to me or something like that. But I feel like I would have to approach the white guy because they'll feel, well, I feel like they'll think, um, they'll feel intimidated by me. So that's why they don't approach me. I, mean, I don't know. I know. I don't think you're wrong. I think I think you're 100 percent right. I think probably. The- and then I really don't want to do the dating apps because um, a, lot, a lot of my friends are on like dating apps. And, you know, guys are looking for hookups, not not like relationships. So that's why I was like, I really don't want to do the dating apps because I know that'll make things easier. You know, I mean, obviously, a- if you put in your bio, you know. Mm-hmm. chocolate woman looking for wa- white chocolate or something like that, you know, <laughs> that would be very obvious. I mean, that is, I think, the power of dating apps. I hate I hate that we often give that advice, but the power of dating apps is that you get to get, you get all the bullshit out of the way automatically. Like every white right. dude who looks at your profile will see, oh, she's not, oh, she is interested in me. And then if they, if they, if they want a little, a little piece of Quana, then they'll hit you up. And then it's not like you have to sleep with them. You could just say, well, right. Th- you could say I'm looking for two things: uh, mm-hmm. a Helmsworth brother and a committed relationship, and that yes. and they got to get past those two things. What do you think, Tosh? I think that um, you should on the dating apps if they have like a, a like a profile music or something, you should like add Ho- Hootie and the Blowfish, maybe. <laughs> and then I don't think there'll be any question, and I think maybe you'll start to reel in your uh, your dream man. Right, or you could start going to. It's funny you said Hootie and the Blowfish. They got a black lead singer of all of all bands. But it does feel like it would. It feels very white. Yeah, I guess. Dave Matthews into Dave Matthews Star Wars and podcasts. If you just say those three things, I think they'll they'll pick up right. on the signal. What do you What do you think you like about white guys? Um, it's just something different. Um, well, I've um, let's see. I really can't say what it is that I find so attractive with them, um, but um, I guess I'm just really sick of black guys, so I just want to try something different. Well, definitely <laughs> don't use that as your opening line. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't walk up to a white guy wrapped with white guilt and just say, you know what, I'm sick of black guys, so you'll do. Sick of black guys. <laughs> <laughs> try something different. But I've always found them attractive, but I can't really... Go, I can't tell you, I can't put my finger on it what it is, but I'm definitely attracted to white guys. I just don't know how to approach them Wait a minute. or how to get them to approach me. Kwana, have you never been with a white guy? No. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, this, the plot thickens. This is amazing. Did this change the game? <laughs> oh, I love this. This is amazing. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems though. You know, you know that they don't wash with a washcloth, right? Do you know that? Wait, what? Do you know white guys, white people don't wash with a washcloth. We put the soap directly what do they on use? the soap directly on the butthole. Oh, that's gross. I know, I know it's a heavy blow, but uh no, 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 no white people no, are they don't use a sponge or anything like that? No, no. <laughs> are you sure you want to okay. go down this road? Uh, I don't know. It's making me second guess. <laughs> they put the soap right on the butthole. They scrub. You oh, know, no. the logic is, I guess, that they think uh-huh. that soap is clean, and so the barrier of the butthole can't get past the soap. But I know that's no. that's got to be a rude awakening. So, most you don't use you don't use washcloth. What do I do? <laughs> you asking me? Listen, I, I do. Here's what I do. Since you asked, I use I use um, shower gel. 
and I pump the gel onto my hand, and then I use my hand. But no, I don't use a oh washcloth. I know, I know. That's what I do too. I know. I know, I know. Black people think that's gross. That's true. I, 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 I and I get it. You know, it's funny. I, it's a, it's a thing that I heard about. And like, why can't you use a washcloth? Like, what's the issue with the washcloth? I mean, there is no issue with a washcloth. <laughs> it's it's just that it's not a part of our culture. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny. It's one of these. Um, it's one of these racial stereotypes that you hear about. And when I heard that that black people were appalled that white people didn't use washcloths, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I thought about it, and I was like, you know, they are right. We are wrong. It is a lot cleaner to use a washcloth. And yes. it's a lot cleaner. But you know what it's like, Quana? It's like, are you a side sleeper or a back sleeper or a stomach sleeper? Side sleeper. I'm a stomach sleeper. Have you ever tried to become a different side sleeper? No. Well, I have because I don't remember why. Somebody told me st- sleeping on your stomach was bad for you. So I, was, I tried to become a back sleeper because I heard it was the best. And every night at about midnight, I would fall asleep on my back and I would turn over into my old ways. And that's what it's like with white people and washcloths. I tried when I, when I heard about it. I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. It's exfoliant and I don't touch my own skin. And I scrubbed with the washcloth. I felt cleaner. And then you know what? The next morning, I was pumping that gel and scrubbing my asshole directly, skin on skin. I just really don't think your hands can actually clean. You know, it's really cleaning, cleaning you. Like, you, you need a washcloth. I don't have an argument... <laughs> I don't have an argument for you. Or a sponge or something. A sponge. Quana, I don't have an argument for you. I think that you're right. And yet, I know that tomorrow... Quana, let me ask you this, Quana. Have you ever, like, washed dishes with your hands? Have I... No. Have you? Yeah. Like, if I don't have a rag, I can, like, wash it with my hands, like hot water and soap in my hands. You've left left me behind. Now, Natasha's slightly (laughs) wider than I am, Quana. She'll even wash a dish. You know what she does? You know what Natasha does? This is a daily thing. Natasha goes into the shower. She scrubs her genitals. She comes out directly from the shower and uses that soapy genital water to clean our dishes. <laughs> the poor baby. <laughs> Listen, you're talking about a white baby, Quana. She's going to be scrubbing her butthole before you know it. <laughs> Unless you can come here and adopt her and teach her the wisdom of the washcloth. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, oh, here I, I got her opening line. What is it? She can ask him if he's the washcloth. I like that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's perfect. I like that. That's very good. So washcloth or your hand? Yeah. And he'll <laughs> say he'll hand. <laughs> and he'll say hand, and then you know what you say? Make him feel stupid. Yeah, you make him feel stupid. You'll nag him a bit. And then you say, you should smell a body that's been washed with a washcloth. You'll never <laughs> yeah. go back. You'll say, once you go wash, yeah. you know the old saying, once you go washcloth, you never go back. Never go back. <laughs> well, I'm actually genuinely excited for you. I, what I'm surprised about is that because because this sounds like to me because you've never been with a white guy like this is like almost like a a dalliance like you're ex, you're like curious what it'll be like to be with a white dude. But actually, right. the part where you're saying I don't just want to hook up, I want to like kind of have something more. Se- is that what you're looking for? Something serious? Mm-hmm. 
That's that's kind of interesting because you don't you don't know what you're getting into. I mean, the truth is everybody's just a human being. Oh, uh, that's true. The truth is, it's not. But, yeah. but I'm sure it, it 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 has to be better than this. No, I, I, I no comment on on that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, you know, keep trying. Amp up the flirting. Try try your pickup line. Let us know. Okay. Date a white guy. I, I'm very curious. Have sex to, with him. And okay. you know what else I'll say? Not to be too woke over here, Quana. It's funny that I'm the one that's saying this. But you know that there's there are just as many horrifying, trifling, sex-hungry, gross white guys out there as there are black guys. I mean, the truth is, you're just looking for, mm-hmm. for a good guy. And then also... You're probably curious what it's like to hook up with a white dude, but like, yeah, there's just as many shitty white guys out there as shitty black guys. I mean, it's just like guys are shitty. So what you're really looking for is a non-shitty guy. And if it's non-shitty you're looking for, you might not want to mm-hmm. start with the demographic that doesn't wash their asshole with, with something clean. They might be well, shitty. You know than what? You, think. you might be right. <laughs> Okay, well, let us know what happens. Yeah, will you do us a favor? I will. I'll have to call you with an update. Call us with an update because now I'm really curious. I want to know what it's like the first time you go on a date, the first time you sleep with, and the first time, most importantly, you shower with a white boy. Right. All right, good luck, Quana. Call us back for sure. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Man, I am still reeling from that call. Quana. It is a challenge. It's not fake. I really do think that your average white boy assumes wrongly that a, a black woman wouldn't want to be with them because they're dorky or because of cultural differences. And I think that like that if she knows what she wants, she probably got to go get it. What yeah. do you think? I think that you should fuck whoever you want. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> Thank you, Tosh. Is, I felt like a permission to... <laughs> All right, let's do some secrets. Hey, guys. Uh, this is um, Frog Guy. Frog, frog, frog Boy. He's um, back. I don't know. Um, I was trying to be funny, I guess. It didn't work. Uh, so to answer your question, I was actually eight uh, when I was dipping those frogs in acid, something that I totally regret doing as an adult. But when I, when I was a kid, uh, Natasha kind of hit it on the head. It was really my parents' fault because they just they, there was just no parental supervision, and so I kind of put a lot of blame on them. Um, so then there was the other secret that I wanted to tell you, um, also because of the lack of parent supervision um, when I was like ten or eleven, I, I guess I don't know. Um, I would go into uh chat rooms AOL chat rooms and uh go into the gay chat I'm straight but I would go into the gay chat rooms and I would entice men to meet me at the intersection of where I lived which was a pretty busy intersection and um I would ask them to walk down the street that I lived on and I would tell them that I would meet them you know, um, as they were walking down the street, but we couldn't meet in my house for obvious reasons. And I would do this frequently and just watch men walk down my street looking for uh, a 12 year old boy. Oh my God. And I don't know why I did that. It was, I guess it was like really exhilarating to watch 
these like guys walk down my street when I was a kid and just like, you know, sort of peering through the, uh, the curtain and watching this. Um, I, I don't know. I was bored. That's what I figured I would do with my time. Um, the pool had been, at that point, the pool had been, uh, repaired. Um, and there were no more frogs living there. But I wouldn't have done that when I was 11, I don't think. But that's it. That's my other secret. I guess it's, uh, it's not as crazy. I, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it's crazy, but it, yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Uh, yeah. It's as crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's, he's like, I like to torture two, two, two kind of organisms frogs and pedophiles. Those are the two I like to just lead a pedophile on. I mean, that was so funny. I loved that. That's it so sounds awesome. Sounds like his he's kind of his maybe he comes from an affluent family. They had a pool. Their house is being rebuilt. There's no parental supervision. He's kind of doing whatever he wants. He seems like he has a high IQ and he just seems like he's just self-amusing himself. I mean, I want to know. I do want to know if he was masturbating watching the guys. I don't think he was. I think maybe no. I also... It didn't feel sexual. It no, felt more like... a social experiment. Yeah. Although it, when I was a kid, you know, I used to I used to call a lot of phone sex lines. And when I got busted and all the phone sex lines, um, I was no longer able to call them. I was kind of like addicted, you know? And I would call the gay ones because they were free. And I would just be like, this will do. And I would have gay phone sex when I was... A, well, how old were you? I don't know, 13. You were having gay phone sex at 13? <laughs> it was fucked. I had some... There was some things going on. Um, really? No, not really. Let's take another <laughs> secret. That's not normal, right? I mean... You were having gay not? phone sex at 13. Well, is it normal to have regular phone sex? A oh, regular, sorry. Is it regular? It was regular well, to, have, to have straight phone sex at any 13? Any kind of phone sex. I was having but a then lot. you're also not a gay man so it just seems yeah, like yeah but you know it's like it'll do you know it'll do S- still some some voice going like oh yeah give it to me raw 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 dog baby yeah realize your real actual sexual identity that you'll so, stuff underneath your subconscious well into your 40s you'll even get married and have a family and then eventually admit to yourself to who you really are when you're 50 and you'll be you'll come out of the closet and then you'll do a comedy special about that it was stuff like that you know <laughs> Have you ever um, looked at uh, lesbian pornography? Yeah. Are you bisexual or gay? No. I'm, Booyah! I'm, I'm more stuck on the idea of what you are saying to these phone sex operators. I would be like, oh, yeah. You know, As they weren't operators. No, these weren't operators. These were like, a, you know, like chat, like a free chat rooms. Were you, were you te- like no, typing it No, I was on the phone. So what would you say? I'd be like, hey, I am an 18 plus man named Bruce. Uh, come on, pump it. Would you like try to be someone else? Well, I would try to sound a little older. Okay. I wouldn't be like, hi, I just dipped a frog. And how would you know what to say? Because I was horny. I had all this experience. Ooh, my my penis is so big. Yeah, I mean, hey, my penis is larger than average. I've got hair all over it. I have hit puberty. (laughs) I mean, I had hit puberty at that point. I was masturbating. I would not have known what to say on a phone sex line. Though. Really? No. Well, I At mean, thirteen. I wonder what the percentage. I wonder what percentage of uh, women have called phone sex lines. I would say less than one half of one half of one percent. I'd say it's a pretty male dominated. Oh, it's mostly men. Yeah. So it's like a man calling, and there's a professional on the other line. A man calling, and there's one of that man's lover on the other line, or a man calling, and there's another man on the other line. 
Anyway, I don't know. I mean, do you think it's, you think it's that weird? I mean, I guess it is weird. I'm kind of regretting admitting it on a no, podcast. No, but you're just. I think you are very sexually mature. Oh yeah. Like yeah. your grandma told you to like make girls come. She did at that. Yes, <laughs> it was a nice, nice, nice afternoon. One time I was in my bed with a woman, and uh, I was go- I was going down on her. I was young too. I was probably 16. I was in between her legs, and I had the covers pulled up over my head. So I was like, "Can you picture it? Picture it." Natasha, picture it. So I got the covers over my head. I'm laying down fully prone between her legs, right? Going down on her. We got it, Mosh. And my uh, my mother, I heard the door open. And my mother was at the door. And with muscles that I did not know I possessed. It must have been ab muscles because I was on my fully, fully lying down. I leapt up and flew, like flew forward over my little lover with, my, with, the, with the, the pillow... Uh, with the the blanket billowing behind me like a cape and i like jumped on top of her covering her her body and my and then i heard the door from underneath the blanket i heard the door slowly just click closed and later my mom came up to me and she you know what she said what i'm sorry for interrupting your private time (laughs) (laughs) that's what you should say probably but you also i don't know if you want your 16 year old son in the bedroom just like eating pussy and (laughs) I don't know. I would like to be like her. My mom would have just started bawling and been like, you're grounded for a month. If my mom had started crying, I would have come immediately. <laughs> no, I don't. I, it's interesting. It's, it's a real splitting of the difference. But I would have never had a guy over in my bedroom. Like that, Our house wasn't really set up where I was like. It wasn't safe like that. Well, bang. no, not really. I did. I, I had a lot of mom in the next room bangs. Also, my mom was deaf. She she couldn't hear the women moaning at the top of their lungs, just saying, "Oh, this is the greatest sex I've ever had." Oh, sixteen-year-old Moshe. Oh, or the men on the phone on speakerphone. Oh, oh, pump it. Anyway, thank you for calling back, Frog Guy. Uh, if you got any more secrets, they they seem to be getting more interesting by the second. So call us back. Hey, how you doing? I work for an old order Mennonite Mason, and I love it. But he's very concerned about my salvation and uh, wants me to go to church, and that seems to consume a great bit of his time. So, in order to get around this, I did, and still do, drive to church while the service is going on, take a dump, and then I leave. I did go to church, and you get a 50-50 shot. What is the sermon about? Well, it's usually about be good or uh, God commands you to give us money. So, you know, I go to church. My wife is happy that the bathroom doesn't smell. <laughs> um, and I can say, you know, hey, what church you go to? Well, he went to such and such. Sweet. Ends my conversation, and I can get back to work. Thanks, guys. Love your podcast. Wait. <laughs> Wait, so his... <laughs> His church, he, he just drives to church to take a shit. Yes. And how does, the, how does his boss know that he's gone to church just because he's driven to a church to shit? I, it's not even the same church. Right, is the mason going back and forth on a buggy? Going like, well, yes, there, there is thy car. Thou car has arriveth at the, at the church house. I like oh. that every Sunday he knows when he's going to shit. I too. know, so much planning. <laughs> It must be the night before. He's like, ooh, I'm not feeling well. He's like, oh, God, where's Natasha's vagina cork so I can make it to tomorrow at 
at church because I got to take an old dumperoo. Yeah, you know what, dude? You're not religious. So have you ever considered lying to your boss and saying, yeah, boss, I go to church all the time? Or even more, saying to the boss, you know, I love you, sir, but my salvation is my business. Wait, this is so cute. So he is just going so that he doesn't have to lie to his boss? I guess so. But also, why can't he just tell his boss, I don't go to church because I'm not religious? Because he feels like that guy is going to be like completely preoccupied. It's, he's not going to... So and he go- loves his job. So I hear him. If, if I mean, a job is really important. And why you know would what? you... Yeah. No, I like what were you saying. Well, it's just really important to like what you do. And so he if loves it makes, his job. And if it makes this man happy to think he's going to church... You know what it is, I'm realizing. Hmm. Making even the smallest sacrifice, even the smallest feces ba- fecal-based sacrifice for someone else so that they can feel good throughout the day. That kind of brotherly love, that kind of concern and compassion for your fellow man, you know what it is? It's very Christian. <laughs> so I think perhaps... The road to salvation is your butthole. But you can also say something to him. Moshe, what's a good line to say? You're good at this. Like, you know, God is in my heart and I have my own religion. I practice. I, I guess the idea is that you don't want to have a place. You have to tell them what your church of worship is. People I, like that want to know, like, where you're going to church. I yeah, think. I am curious. Like, First of all, I love the idea. I mean, well, they, how, they believe in organized religion. How old school of a guy is that? He's not just a Mennonite. He's a Mennonite Mason. Right. He's like, that's a man that's grinding his corn by stone. So it's possible he doesn't fully appreciate somebody saying, uh, you know, I'm just my my salvation is my own business. I do wonder if he does if he does the shit in the church thing because he uh, will get fired or because he loves his boss so much that he doesn't want him to have to worry. If it's if it's the latter, I kind of like it. If it's the former, that doesn't sound like a good boss at all. That doesn't sound like a very Christian man at all, if I may say so. Well, anyway, okay, God bless you and God bless your poo-poo. Okay, let's take another secret. Hey, guys. Big fan of you guys, of yours. Um, well, my secret is I do food delivery... And um, sometimes I fry some of the food. I sometimes have, like, the fries. They get fries. Um, some This one time someone got a shake, and it looked really good. And I took a little sip of it. I'm not proud of this. And I would hate it if someone did that to me. Um, but that's my secret. Hi. What the fuck? I feel like she's not alone. Hey, how about fucking kill a frog or something? <laughs> something decent that a decent human being would do. Kill a series of frogs in a vat of acid. Don't be a fucking animal. I, to, to lure a pedophile to your neighborhood. So she basically will like stick her hand in the bag and eat some people's fries. Unbelievable. <laughs> But can't you tell if someone's been sucking on a milkshake? I mean, that's the part that's like beyond the pale. She's just like slurping on somebody's shake. What the fuck? You got to stop listening to our podcast, miss. That is crazy. Although it's funny because it's like I kind of knew it already. Right? Didn't you kind of already yeah, know that? Was kind, was, yeah. That it, no, I just mean that it was that, that kind of thing happens in the world. Oh, I know. 
do people really spit in your food if you're rude to the waiter or something? I'm sure. You worked in restaurants. Did you ever see something like that? Mm, I don't know. I mean, not really. I mean, at least... But I'm sure it happens. At least she's just eating a fry and not spitting in the fry. Well, also, maybe people are like, you're trusting people to deliver food. You're trusting a complete stranger. Like, Marie Antoinette used to have, like, tasters taste her food. I do that. I eat, give, our, give the food to our baby. Make sure there's nothing weird in it. Nothing Just poisonous. to make sure there's nothing weird in it. But we're letting people, like, you know, who we don't know, complete strangers, have an open bag that we're about to eat. I mean, I'm just saying maybe some people would, like, try to be evil or something. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you. There's. She doesn't some, seem like she's trying to be evil. She seems hungry. <laughs> she seems stoned and hungry. Because the two things she mentioned were fries and a milkshake. She's just r- rolling around town smoking blunts and going like, mm, well, "Fries." That's what you get for having someone else deliver fries and milkshakes to your door when you're hungover. You know. I guess that's true. If you're going to be privileged enough to use food apps, it's a small price to pay. It's a tip. Consider it a tip, lady. I've come all the way around. Eat, eat my fries. Just don't put your feet like your mouth on a burger <laughs> don't take a bite of the burger it would be funny if somebody got a uh, ordered a big mac and it was a uh, what is the big mac song to all beef patty special sauce lettuce cheese pickles onions on a sesame seed bun and if you got a big mac and it was it was bun patty lettuce pickles onions bun lettuce pickles bun and you're like where's my second beef patty and that lady was in her car just chewing on a beef on a little disc of beef you got yourself a small Mac. Lady, come on. Buy your own fucking fries. Okay, now I think we should take the other call. And now we're going to call Geneva in Billings, Montana. Hello? Geneva. Moshe. Hi, how are and you? And Natasha. Natasha. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Good. How's Billings? Oh, you know, it's it's good. It's Billings. I love Billings. I love Montana. I've been there. Wait, I've what's hung up out. with Billings? Is it like a big city? It's the big city, right? It's the biggest city in Montana? Yeah, it's the big city of Montana. People travel here to uh, do their shopping and other such big city things. I once jumped off a bridge in Billings, Montana. Into a oh, river. Uh, which wait, which bridge? Well, it was probably twenty years ago, and it was a bridge that kind of stopped in the middle of a river, like it hadn't been completed. And so, does oh, that okay. ring a bell? No, not at all. I I would have been five at that point. So. Well, okay. Hey, uh, Geneva, <laughs> do you who are you voting for? Um, in the presidential election well you don't have to say but here's the thing you live in montana your vote is worth like 400 votes isn't it um yeah you have great power great responsibility on your fingertips (laughs) right now geneva choose wisely yeah well i think at this point it'll either be warren or sanders um we love it we don't call him Sanders yeah. either. <laughs> we call him Colonel Sanders. <laughs> you know, we're Colonel, from. Colonel Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> you know, uh, Natasha, you may not know this, but the um, one of the marks of distinction in pol- politics in Montana is that there is it your senator body slammed a reporter <laughs> for asking him an aggressive oh, question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, a total douchebag. Not not a fan. Yeah, um, real we, real bad guy. I love Montana and I love your state. And in fact, I think Natasha and I are coming there this this summer 
to uh, we're going to go oh, che- check out the big sky in Montana. Oh, well, we're I go- did not say I'm going to Montana. We're going to Yellowstone, which is mostly in Wyoming. Oh, okay. but we're going to swing through Montana because I think it's so beautiful, and I think you'll love it. Okay, I'll come. There you go. Yeah. Natasha, you'll love it. Take my word for it. Really? It's truly a beautiful, special place. Oh, cool. I'm excited. I actually know nothing about it. It's got a big sky and a lot of anti-meth billboards the last time I was there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anti-meth billboards and pro-life billboards. So So you'll love it. You'll love it, (laughs) Natasha. Yeah, you'll love it. Actually, Natasha might not like it because she loves abortion and is a methamphetamine (laughs) addict. So, Okay, Geneva, tell us why you called. Okay, so... Um, I have been dating my boyfriend for a pretty long time. We've been together for about a year and, um, a year and some change. And, um, we seem to work through problems pretty well, except for one thing, which is his massage therapist is also his (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And like... This is an, a very, very serious ex-girlfriend, like, considering <laughs> marriage. Um, and every time we talk about it, it ends up in a really big fight because I feel like he doesn't understand why that makes me uncomfortable. How often does he like, get a massage? How often? <laughs> every Tuesday and um, Thursday. <laughs> I think, uh, gosh, every, I would say every two months, maybe. But... Yeah, it's still so. It's like, happened like eight times. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't, and that's I didn't, that's a lot. I think. Yeah, and I to, I to have your ex girlfriend give you a massage, <laughs> your fiance. That's, okay, that's weird, right? <laughs> oh, Geneva, and, Geneva, it's so weird. I mean, okay. it's beyond weird. Uh, okay, honestly, I feel like I might even have just needed validation to know that like my feelings are are accurate because I well, I want to know some of the things you're bringing up to him. Like, are you like, couldn't you use a different massage therapist? Like, right. obviously, that's the first thing you'd say. What does he respond with? Why does he need to be with her? Right. I was going to say, Geneva, right. what's weird? What's weird? It's definitely funny and the most funny thing I've heard all night. And I've heard some very <laughs> strange shit in the last hour that you'll hear on Monday. But it's definitely uh, funny that he does that. But what's weird and making me like alarm bell is that he he doesn't respond well when you say that makes me uncomfortable. Like I want to give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Look, it's Montana. You don't have a lot of people. There's probably four <laughs> massage therapists in the entire state. Is she a professional yeah. massage therapist? Great question, Natasha. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That is a good question. Nope. She yes, works she... at the fish farm. She's she's a salmon fisherman. <laughs> Um, oh my god wait but let me ask you this has, has there ever been anything around the massage like where he was then supposed to come home afterwards but then he's like oh i'm gonna stay at this massage or does it or, or no, you, it all feels very on the level it's just he won't give it up it's just um like, do you think he's having I, sex with her no i i honestly don't feel like i don't have any suspicions at all but it it is just the idea of him being like butt ass naked in a room with his ex-girlfriend. And it's just the idea of it that makes me uh, really uncomfortable, especially since I've never like, I don't know this woman. I've never met her. And she just seems like this very secret. Um, I don't know. It just feels really icky. And I, he, you know, I explained to him, like, I don't, 
you know, I won't necessarily ask you to find a new massage therapist, but I just want you to understand. <laughs> Hold on, Geneva. Oh. Now, he, no, okay. I found, I found, um, I found the problem because I'm, th- I'm over here thinking. Here's how this conversation should go. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. Okay. Okay, Geneva, you come to me. Come to me and tell me what your, what your, y- y- tell me your issue. I'm your, I'm your okay. boyfriend. Oh, I'm a, I, I love salmon and I ride horses. <laughs> I love Montana. My boots are caked with the mud of red clay. That's actually pretty accurate. But um, so I feel uncomfortable with you getting massages from this woman. I think there are, I know for a fact, there are many other massage therapists in Billings that are probably just as good. Um, I I guess that would kind of be it. Okay. All right. Here I go. Here I go. Ready? Yeah. Hold on. Let me finish this salmon. Uh, oh my god this boys and boys and berry what kind of berry you got got those fun berries huckleberry, up there. huckleberry sauce beurre blanc on the salmon that i just caught fresh out the river you know what honey geneva geneva what let's have a little convention let's have a little geneva oh, convention that's I, funny i haven't heard that one before hey 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 don't make fun of me <laughs> vis-a-vis my favorite comedian moshe kasher love that jew you know what honey I assure you, nothing is going on between me and my ex, and I promise you, absolutely nothing is going on, but hearing your concern, you mean so much to me that just because it makes you uncomfortable, I will find another massage therapist. Now, that that's, re- that's, what, that's what you should that's say. That's the obvious thing to say. And then he could say something right. like, you know what? She's important to me because I had a long relationship with her. So would you what be okay? Does he say? Would you be okay with me having coffee with her once a year or something like that? I mean, the idea that right. he c- can't break himself away from her slathering his rippled <laughs> salmon fisherman body oh. with oil. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make sense. I I get a massage probably once a month, more than that. I love massage. Yeah. And it's like if something even slightly weird or uncomfortable happened with a massage therapist and Natasha didn't want that person around, I'd just be like, okay, I'll go to a different massage therapist. Right. Wait, I want to know yeah. what, what has he said when you've asked him about it? Yeah, what's his response? So he's he's been like, well, you know, is it like, do you not trust me? Um, like, do you think that there's something going on between us? And I obviously say no because I, I truly don't believe there's anything going on. I just, and then I explain, you know, this is, this is how I feel. And he says, well, massage is really important for my healing or whatever. And she's the best that I've been able to find. And I want to support her business and all of this. And then it, it sort of ends up in a place where I, I look like I'm not supporting what he needs and wants, um, which is always a weird a weird place to be in. Cause I like, that's obviously not the case. Um, but I guess it's just finding that balance between honoring my discomfort while also like allowing him to make his own decisions. I don't know. I, and I'm very he confused. actually, he, uh, he offered to buy me a session with her. He's like, which, you're, you're going to love it. You'll never come harder in your life. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, I think his insistence to keep seeing her um, 
is just it just makes me uncomfortable. Did he break up with her? Did he break up with her? Yes. So it sounds like maybe he feels a little guilty too. Like he bought like a twelve pack of her massages (laughs) for for like her business, and like he's trying to support it, and maybe he feels guilt, and it's his way of like, you know, trying to like be like I'm sorry that I am not marrying you. There's a term. There's a term. I hate to use a word. But it's still, I don't know. If it's bothering you, like Moshe said, you should get out. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's a term for the way that he was talking to you. I hate to use like a woke buzzword, but there's a term for that. It's called gaslighting, making you feel crazy for your own discomfort. Like, let me get, I'll tell you a little story. I hate that. Hey, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. I'll tell you a little story. I once went on a date. This is when I was first in therapy for trying to figure out how to be in a relationship. Uh, this is long before I met Natasha. I went on a date with a woman, and we went on one date. I bought dinner, and then we went on another date, and she invited two people to come on the date. That was actually a whole other bizarre story, which was that the couple, I'll just quickly tell you, the couple, the woman had met the man on a suicide hotline. She was calling. Oh. She was calling as a suicidal person. He was the counselor. He then somehow roped her into dating him, brought her into AA and became oh her sponsor. It was the most toxic that shit I'd ever heard in my life. Oh my God. But that's neither here nor there. She invited these two people out. We went out to eat. And at the end of the meal, I was young too. I was broke and young. I didn't have any money. At the end of the mm-hmm. meal, I didn't pay for her meal. Right? And when we got okay. home, because she had invited these people, it was awkward. I paid for my portion. I was young, whatever. Well, we got home that night. We'd been dating. Everything had been kind of exciting. She kind of freaked out on me and was like really upset that I didn't pay for the meal, felt devalued, blah, 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 whatever. I went and talked about it in therapy the next day. And she said, it was, she said it's okay that she felt that way, that she felt devalued or that she wanted you to pay for uh for the meal but there's no way she's never heard of someone going dutch there's no way that that was a new concept that it just like she couldn't believe that someone had gone dutch on a date that's how i feel about your boyfriend like he might he has the right to feel defensive of this relationship with this woman and assuming he's not doing anything untoward or weird he has the right to feel defensive of his relationship with this woman he has the right to to say you know, I just it it up uh, it weirds me out that you think this is not cool. But there's no possible way he's stupid enough that it's he can't imagine a world in which his current girlfriend would be uncomfortable with regular naked massages from his ex fiance. He it, it's right. not, and that's how he's talking to you. He's talking to you as though he can't. He's never even heard of a person so crazy and paranoid. That they wouldn't be totally comfortable with regular nude oil rubs. Unless he's like really deeply not attracted to this woman. His ex. No, but even then, he still has to give Geneva the... The he, the conversation could be, I wouldn't like it, but it could be, look, I know you're uncomfortable with it. I get that you're uncomfortable with it. You're totally reasonable to be uncomfortable with it. Here's why it's not weird. But it's not that. It's, what are yeah. you talking about? Don't you trust me? I think you're you why are you being paranoid about me? Don't you understand that massage is important to me? It's like complete like 
psychic gaslighting. Not, I hate it. I don't but like also, it. But also, Geneva needs to yeah. be a little more strong and needs to say, you know, it's not that I need you to find another person. It is that you need him to find another person. Hundred percent. And you need to yeah. be, you need to be, you know, plan your three sentences you want to say and repeat to him over and over the next time you have this conversation. I I've thought about mm. it. I don't know if it makes me unreasonable or not, but I do need you to get a new massage therapist because I'll never be comfortable with this relationship. And that, and, and do right. you think she needs to say anything? Cause like say, and it's not that I'm saying that I think that you're cheating on me. Do you know what I mean? Cause he's going to take it there. Right. I mean, so like what's a, what's a thing she can say to absolve herself from that? I usually do a thing. I go, I, I usually do a thing. I say, Hey, okay. You think this is totally normal? Let's ask, Five of your friends and five of my <laughs> friends, if they think it's normal. Let's take a little poll of the room. And if you ask 10 people in Montana, that's an entire town. That's a whole district. I mean, seriously, run this up the flagpole to see if this doesn't stink to anybody else. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty liberal and I have relationships with uh, pretty much all of my exes that I've dated. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm friends with them all. I go hang out with them. Natasha's met a lot of them. I don't. I would never say, "Can I get a regular massage?" Please? I mean, yeah, it's just like even though I would know I could trust myself, I know it would probably make her uncomfortable. Yeah, and the fact yeah, that, that you've told sense. him repeatedly that it makes you uncomfortable eight times—how however many times you've had, how many times have you guys had this conversation? Oh man, well, gosh, we've probably had it three or four times. I didn't find out until about like six months into the relationship oh so he was doing it behind your back too on his back behind her back yeah yeah i mean here's the thing you mentioned a phrase when you were talking about it honoring your own discomfort that's what you said right yeah so you're spending a lot of time trying to honor your own discomfort and your partner the man who you love is spending approximately zero time trying to honor your discomfort he's only trying to honor his own comfort and there's other sources for massage therapy in Montana. I guarantee it. That's how they talk in Montana, yeah. right? That's like Cajun. Guarantee. You are, you're all Cajun in Montana, right? I mean, yeah. I, it's you can not- even like Google a few places if you want. Because <laughs> oh, it sounds I, like he no, needs I, like something specific. Yeah, I have. Like, I have. I have done that. I have offered. I have offered other places with contact information. Well, here's that have a, come highly recommended. Yeah, Natasha's a hundred percent right. The new phrasing you have to use is I've tried to get over it and I just can't. I'm still uncomfortable. I I am asking you and I need you to find a new massage therapist. I'm not even telling you you need to end your relationship with your ex. You can still, you know, see her from time to time and get a coffee if you want. But you can't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't be comfortable with you getting naked with her in a room. It's just like common sense, dude. And then ask, right. ask three. Go go into a random Huckleberry store in Montana and ask the <laughs> darling old Montana ladies. What do you think of this? Man, I can't wait to get to Montana. Everything you've said, even making fun of it, sounds awesome. Oh, Elderberries. Yes. Oh wait. By the way, when we come into Montana, Natasha and I are massage freaks. So if you could get us her contact <laughs> oh, information, we would really God. appreciate that. My God. You can do this, yeah. uh, Geneva. Good luck. Have the conversation. Okay. Honor your discomfort okay. and make sure the person that you love honors it as well because that's important. Okay. That is very, very helpful. Thank you guys so, so much. Good luck. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bernie 2020. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, my gosh. I just, 
I mean, I, I, I want to give the guy a little bit of credit. And assuming he's totally doing it innocently, I assume that that's true. And I understand the instinct as a man to say, I had a life before. I'm not going to change every part of my life just because I have a new partner. But this is a little <laughs> bit much, you know? Right. I, I mean, how could he not? And also, how could he not be a little bit like, she's touching my naked body. She's touched it so many times before. Well, he might not be into her. The so- one, Geneva? No. The new lady. Yeah, you might no, be his, right. No, his ex-fiance. I'm sure you're so right. So he's justified it in his head right. that there's nothing wrong with it. And she probably is really good at massage. She probably has a, like a past injury. Totally. So he needs like PT kind of. And she does a little bit of that. And she doesn't charge him too much because those things can be really expensive. Right. So part of it is just him like... And he knows that he's not cheating on her, probably. Right. So he's just like, it's not that big of a deal. But from my perspective... But assuming, it makes her uncomfortable. Exactly. From my perspective, assuming he's not cheating, it's like, it it should be enough that the person you're with is uncomfortable every time you go get, you go heal your body, your partner is deeply uncomfortable and racked with insecurity. It should be enough not to give up massage. If she had called and said, my problem is that my fiance goes and gets massages regularly and I'm just uncomfortable with women touching his body, I would have been like, you need to get over it, Geneva. Fucking grow up. I mean, honestly, yeah. And also working with someone, I don't know. It just feels like that's very close to be with someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Well, we've come to the end of another episode. We've had some highs and we've had some lows. Um, if you guys would like to be on the podcast, we'd love to have you on. You can email us here. Uh, you're a listener. It seems like we're getting more and more calls from listeners. Email us at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. You can also call our phone number and leave a secret. But we would love that if you called and asked for some advice. We, we love talking to you. We love having you. And uh, you should also come see us live. You probably heard our dates at the front of this episode. But come see us live when we come to a city near you. Tosh, that was a fun episode. And I love getting massages with you. And you know what else? I feel disrespected by that. I love you. (laughs) I love you too.